Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there, and welcome to So I Got To Thinking, the weekly podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City and ask, can they still be applied to love and romance in the 21st century? You are joined by your cashmere connection, Juno Dawson, and that absolute hunk, Dylan B. Jones. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Juno. How are you? Good. We are... This is possibly the freshest we've ever come to a recording because we both finished the episode, what, two minutes ago? (laughs) I feel refreshed. (laughs) Um, This is, I suppose, one of the weird perks of life in lockdown, which is we can watch the episode and then do the commute from the settee to the laptop. And it's done. I haven't needed to board a train. Um, And I was saying feeling quite impressed with how we've technologically adapted to recording at home. I'm quite impressed with myself, how we've managed to keep going, and it means in the future we can continue to record whenever we like. We don't have to wait to use a professional studio. Yeah, and we've been really enjoying just turning them out quickly, which is great. Yeah, I I think as well, sort of having that little, I mean, I'm sure our listeners will sympathise that We've all, I think, benefited from creating weird lockdown routines. I mean, I don't know what day of the week it is, unless something, unless, you know, there's some sort of routine. And one of the ways that I know it's Friday is that we've been getting together to do So I Got to Thinking. Yeah. Oh, it is Fridays, isn't it? It is Friday. <laughs> well, well done. Um, which episode have we been watching this week? We're on episode see, season two, episode nine, Old Dogs, New Dicks, which is one of the most ridiculous episode titles for anything ever. Oh, God, um, Dylan. Do you know, so what now? So we had 12 episodes in season one and we've had nine episodes in season Two, and I think this is the first time I've actively hated an episode. Oh my god! I this is another level. Like there are some where the the characters show their bad points, and there are some that have a couple of hmm moments. But this was just wild. Like I was really sure. And what's interesting is I've never noticed, but it's it's going to it with a critical eye in particular. Yeah, there's just they're all awful human beings in this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I will slightly reserve some sympathy for Miranda. Okay, yeah. For reasons we will get to. Yeah. Um, But the rest of them, it's... If you were 
like a feminist writer coming to Sex and the City with with a view to writing your PhD on isn't it a front to feminism? I think that if and if you only watched this episode, it would be guilty as charged. Oh my god! You would be like yeah. they all behave abysmally. Car- <laughs> Carrie is at her most fucking Carrie behaviour. Hashtag fucking Carrie. She truly is a nightmare in this episode, as is Charlotte. And, well, Samantha kind of doesn't really get a lot to do. But it just, it also, above all that, it just feels like really filler, filler stuff. If it weren't for the ongoing developments with Steve and Miranda, if you missed this episode out... It would be, be fine. fine. You could uh, still enjoy the plot. Kind it's of. the def- it's the definition of like scraping the narrative barrel, isn't it? And you don't often get this in Sex and the City because, unlike a lot of other American TV shows, uh, it's quite short. Like it's only most 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 of the series are only twelve episodes. One of them even shorter. Season season five is really short. Mm. Um, so that means they don't often struggle because in shows like Chris and I are watching Lost at the moment, and my God, like. Some of the episodes, like some, you'll have like five episodes in a row where you're like, that didn't need to be there because mm-hmm. it's like one of those shows that's that's twenty four episodes, each one an hour long. So inevitably they have to string it out. But yeah, shall I do a quick roundup for people who haven't Please seen it? Please do. A while? Yeah. So what what's going on this week? So Carrie is struggling with Big after a very short period of um, it, everything being sunshine and roses she's she now has issues with him and to be fair he is at points acting really like an arrogant arsehole yeah um, it's, it's the worst of Big as well not just yeah, girls yeah but her main issue is that he doesn't have room for her in his life and um, she sees him looking at other women um, and there are conflicts around that which we'll get to mm. um, Miranda and Steve are struggling because of their differing schedules her being a lawyer and him being uh, a bar manager not much for Samantha she bumps into a drag queen who's impersonating her (laughs) and Charlotte shock horror is dating a guy who's uncircumcised oh my god (laughs) although although we'll who are we? Well, which of these ridiculous plots shall we deal with first? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm almost, you know, we, we've got, now got to talk about this episode for an hour. We're going to be talking about this episode for longer than it was on television. Should we just talk about Gossip Girl for half an hour instead? <laughs> <laughs> for one week, hardly, we're going to be talking about The L Word. Season oh two, God. episode nine. Um, <laughs> now, I, I suppose for, for keeping keeping our fans on side, we need to we do need to discuss old dogs, <laughs> yeah. Dick, Dylan, and yeah. So yeah. Carrie, so the Carrie's question this week is, can you change a man? Mm. And in particular, this is about these niggling little annoyances that are pissing her off. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Big likes to look at other women apparently in the street when when a beautiful <clears throat> woman walks past his head is turned mm. he smokes cigars and that bugs her he behaves like a dick in a restaurant i would have walked out oh my I, god i would just have the vomited worst. on the table and walked out <laughs> just, is how i would have dealt with that so he lights up a cigar and then um makes a big performance while flirting with the waitress of asking the other diners if it's okay and everyone's like oh that's like it's all of it it's like the full trifle like it's arrogant, it's attention seeking, and it's toxic masculinity. <laughs> and also not not very Mr. Big. No, yeah. Like, and that's I think again, possibly on the 93rd rewatch or whatever I'm on now, <laughs> it kind of feels a little bit out of character because normally Mr. Big is actually quite classy. Yeah. Um, and so it feels 
a little strange. Maybe he was drunk. Sometimes certain drinks bring out the worst in people. And so there is, you know, she does ask, is it worth changing these things? Which hills are worth dying on? And I think there's an element of that when you go into a relationship, there's always going to be an element of compromise. And there are some things which you think, oh, I bet over time I could possibly change that. Like there was a couple of times I dated smokers mm. and it re- I'm not great. It, I don't like it. I don't like kissing smokers. I don't like the fact it makes your clothes smell. Mm. But in my 20s, there was a couple of times where I went dated smokers and thought, well, maybe they'll give up smoking you know, sooner or later. If they see that I'm not a smoker, they might stop in the end. And actually one guy kind of did because in the end he knew he wasn't going to smoke in my apartment. So he just kind of, he scaled it back so much. He was almost a non-smoker, to be honest. Yeah. Um, So little things like that can change. But I suppose Carrie's point is, you know, should you try to do that? Or if you're going to go out with someone, should you just take them as they are? It's also specifically, it's a hark back to some of what we saw in season one, which Mm. was men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's very specifically, can you change a man? Yes. Um, Which would be challenged now. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be asked now, I don't think. Charlotte Um, points out later in the episode when they're at Drag Queen Bingo, which feels quite modern still. I think in the West, we discovered Drag Queen Bingo quite late um, in in England. And I've been to Drag Queen Bingo at the RVT with Timberlina and it's wonderful. And you do get a nice mix of straight, gay men and women. Um, So they're at Drag Queen Bingo and Charlotte, Carrie points out, why is it that always women who have to adapt and change? And Charlotte says, well, that's because women are more adaptable. So we're just better at adapting. And maybe there's something to that. But then Carrie points out that's bullshit and it's inequality and and it's quite anti-feminist to think that women should adapt for men, but men should never adapt for women. So you can see why Carrie has posited can men change in particular? Because I think women adapt all the time, to be honest. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Mm. Um, what was your... What did you... You said, what do I think about changing like, people? Should should we bother? Or if you're going to date someone, should you just take them at face value? I think it's impossible to completely... I think, I think I'd be lying if I said that I always take people at face value because um, while I wouldn't want to be overbearing i think that in any relation any relationship that gets serious you have to make some changes don't you and you expect the other person to make a few changes yes i think you can go into it hoping but i don't think you should try too hard um Mm. max popped in while i was watching the episode and so i said max do you think you've changed since we started going out and he guffawed <laughs> uh, because I think yeah, he's he's come on a long way, but kind of slightly, not through me trying to change him, but through me being quite resolute. And obviously I'm 10 years older than Max as well. Mm. And I think I was very clear and always very, very clear about who I was and who I am and the conditions I need for a relationship to work. And so whereas I don't think I changed Max, but I think he stepped up. Yeah. I think that's that's different. Yeah, that is different. And that's him, that's him, rather than you changing him, that's him making a conscious decision to not necessarily change, but to evolve, to, to learn. Um, Yeah. 
which I mm. think is great. Um, I was going to ask you about looking at other, when uh, Big's looking at other women. Mm. And it made me think about how this is a very different issue in relationships with two people who identify as the same gender and the same sexuality as opposed mm. to not that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I also think it's prime carry bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. does she want Mr. Big to wear blinders in public? Like, should he have blinkers on? And it's not like he was being, like, really lechy or anything. Like, he was no. just having a, he was having a look, which is, you know, fine and instinctual for men anyway, I think. It bugged me as well that Samantha didn't... St- Samantha didn't defend Big and say, I look at men all day long. (laughs) Yeah, you... We we know that Samantha spends a lot of time checking out men. Like, she she literally broke into a men's locker room (laughs) at the New York Knicks to check out bulges. Yeah, if the writers had been on the ball a bit more, they would have brought that up, I think. Or, like, Mm. one of the other characters would have... Miranda would have brought that up. Yeah, this whole episode was just so, like... It's so weird. I didn't see who wrote it, did you? No, I'm going to do a quick Google. I think it was probably Darren Starr. Jenny Bix. Oh, wow. Okay. The Friends, she writes for Friends as well, right? Yeah, this was a Jenny Bix one. Wow, interesting. Mm. Um, Because she's done ones that we've liked before, I remember. Yeah. I I mean, it it feels, again, it feels very 90s. Yeah. Um, So, you know, so we've got women, women horrified that men would be watching pornography. Women horrified that men might look at a woman on the street. And I think, I like to think that by 2020, we understand that noticing that somebody is attractive does not equate to cheating. Although this very much harks back to the cheating curve episode where even we couldn't really define what is cheating because if a woman or well, if anyone was to say to their partner, you know, I would constitute you staring at other people cheating. Yeah. Then, you know, I guess them's the rules and you've got to either follow the rules or get the fuck out of that relationship. Yeah, and I mean, I would get the fuck out immediately. Someone said that to me, but... (laughs) What what it boils down to, again, (laughs) is that Carrie, as a 33-year-old woman at this point, isn't able to maturely communicate with her boyfriend of now a year and a half (laughs) and say what's really on her mind. So she punches him in the face instead. She literally punches him in the face and tells him she doesn't like his cigars. (laughs) And then drops icy water on him while he's trying to sleep. I mean, that whole scene is a fucking clusterfuck. I know from reading um, books about Sex and the City that Sarah Jessica Parker was very keen on slapstick. She was a huge, absolutely fabulous fan. And she does it really well. Yeah, and so we have a scene where Mr. Big rolls over and knocks Carrie out of his bed. An accident. So she then punches him in the face. Mm. I mean, she does apologise, but... Now, work Charlotte would definitely be like you once again have physically assaulted your partner, um, <laughs> and um, it's a solid punch as well. Like, and and he and he has quite a black, quite a bad black eye from it. He does. I mean, she doesn't. I guess she's half asleep when it happens, and I don't think yeah. she really means to do it. But still, yeah. like, I mean, he does say what the fuck. Um, <laughs> So he's he's right there with us asking the important questions. But um again it's kind of in in the end 
Big finally comes around and spends the night at Carrie's and she's wearing very cute Sesame Street pyjamas, which I loved. I, um, I literally I literally wrote Carrie's Cookie Monster outfit is cute. I, I really want that. If, yeah. if anybody is listening to this and can send me Sesame Street branded goods, please do. <laughs> um, and he spends the night at hers and it turns out she does things that bug him as well. Apparently she eats oranges in, in bed, which is weird. Mm. One of her... Um annoyances at him which I completely got was he's half an hour late and doesn't apologise I was like oh someone did that to me that would yeah that would be not good and me and the men in the the lobby think that she's a hooker um, <laughs> so she she also shames sex workers work Charlotte <laughs> yeah. was quite hot on that as well just um, get that little little extra mm, dig in there <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say we did not create the concept of work Charlotte work Charlotte was created by every outfit on sex in the city an amazing Instagram profile which I'm sure you already follow um, let's go to a quick break and when yeah. we get back we will deal with fucking Charlotte <laughs> um, stay where you are Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi there, and welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. This season, we are being very kindly sponsored by my good friends at Brighton Gin, um, Brighton's only independent gin distillery. Each week, Dylan and I will be presenting you with a cocktail that you can perfect with Brighton Gin. And this week, we've got my absolute favourite, Dylan. Oh. It's, it's the classic Negroni. Oh, yeah, I love a Negroni. I had one of these. Do you know what? I was into Negronis before they were popular as well. My ex-boyfriend introduced me to them, <laughs> and I thought I was the most sophisticated bitch in London, and then every douchebag in the city got involved. It's because you had one, that's why. It's I basically did for the Negroni what Carrie Bradshaw did for the Cosmopolitan. <laughs> And I'm sticking with that. Okay, you will need a single shot of Brighton Gin, 25 milliliters, a single shot of sweet vermouth, for example, Martini Rosso, and 25 milliliters of Campari and some ice. It's so simple. You are going to pour the gin, vermouth, and Campari into a mixing glass or jug with ice. Stir well until the glass feels cold, then strain into a tumbler 
add some ice or some fresh ice and then garnish with an orange slice. It really is that simple. Do not do what Stanley Tucci did on his Instagram and shake it. You don't (laughs) need to shake a Negroni Stanley Tucci, but of course... I will still have sex with you because you're Stanley <laughs> Tucci. You are welcome. Um, okay, thank you very much. Okay, so let's get on to, I think the thing which infuriated me the most about this episode, which is the the new dicks right, um, yeah. part, which is Charlotte is horrified because for the first time in her life, she witnesses an uncircumcised penis. I just found this... I mean, I was a little bit infuriated by it, but I mostly just found it really intriguing. It's mm. so it's so interesting. And I think it must be a combination of um, cultural and periodical differences. Because um, in America, I know for a fact that in America, like circumcision is way more common than it is here. Oh, well, th- this is... So this is... <clears throat> And this does hint at an issue because increasingly there are conversations around male circumcision yeah. as as being genital mutilation. In fact, just this week on the Homo Sapiens podcast, which is now Alan Cummings podcast, he was interviewing um, Stephen Fry and Stephen Fry was advocating for a ban on circumcision for men in line with the kind of now obviously in this country it's a criminal offence to circumcise a female female circumcision is is against the law in this country Um, and actually there aren't any good reasons for male circumcision by and large it's a cultural thing sometimes sometimes there of course phimosis which is a very tight foreskin and in those cases if you can't retract the foreskin you can have circumcision to enable um the penis to function um as you would want it to do um but there isn't any reason to circumcise a baby beyond yeah. cultural reasons but we have now strayed into potentially problematic territories because of course it is connected to faith um, yeah. mu- Muslim and Jewish baby boys are nearly always circumcised in infancy and again who am I to say that a faith isn't a good reason for doing the circumcision however in North America it is just culturally done little yeah. boys are taken to be circumcised however as Carrie points out maybe Charlotte's boyfriend who is called Mike maybe Mike's parents were hippies and increasingly in that slightly kind of parents making choices for their babies an increasing number of parents are choosing not to circumcise their babies in North America however it's become slightly tarred because it's often done alongside parents who won't vaccinate their children. (laughs) Of course. So Um, it's become a little bit mired in that whole anti-vax and also the alt-right as well. So, you know, your (laughs) your ridiculous keyboard warriors, men's rights people on YouTube and Reddit are saying that, of course, you know, male circumcision is violence and, and it should be treated in the same way as female circumcision, although female circumcision is much, much riskier than male circumcision and comes with far, far worse side effects. Yeah, and that's, I think that's something to remember about female circumcision is it's not the equivalent, really. No, it absolutely um, not, no. In that it's far worse. But yes. I do think that all, all the kind of complications and discrepancies aside, kind of doing something which, at the end of the day, scientifically is unnecessary um, to a child without its con- consent should not be allowed. 
It's bullshit. I um, I think my, it's, yeah. My I'm personal gonna... opinion is that babies should not be circumcised. Yeah, same. Let's let's if we're going to die on any hill, let's die on that one. <laughs> um, Absolutely, and I think you know, in a generation, North America would fucking get over it. Oh yeah, because even Samantha, she says that she's slept with what five uncircumcised men so let's assume samantha's she's slept with at least 500 men right so that means that like the percentage of men who are uncircumcised who were uncircumcised in the u.s then was very low um Mm. but i'm wondering whether it's now a lot more common um it's new york it's new york as well yeah people go to live in new york from all over the world you know european men statistically are more likely to be uncircumcised how many european guys do we know who live and work in new york so it kind of defies belief yeah um i mean let's put it out there right now Mm -hmm. that really given that this episode doesn't go into the political or feminist issues around the conversations around circumcision really what it boils down to is body shaming and charlotte body shames him which ironically work charlotte would definitely have something to say about circumcised willies are great uncircumcised willies are great great everybody loves willies they (laughs) they are good and you know, it felt a bit sad to me that only Samantha really was defending uncircumcised cocks at that at that time. It was um, just so, like I said, or it was just such a bizarre, of all the conversations that they've had in Sex and the City, to like a British person watching it in 2020 is beyond um, old fashioned. It's just surreal. It's like, what mm-hmm. are they even talking about? But then is that us coming at it through a European lens? Yeah, very much so, yeah. Um, so, so are we just kind of really like, are they that rare in mm. North America that it's truly worth 25 minutes of sitcom time? Let's put it to, um, if we've got any American listeners, I'm sure we've got a few. Yeah. I'd be interested, I'd be interested to know, have things changed with, with circumcision? And does this conversation, how does this conversation hold up in the US in 2020? Maybe maybe we are just on the precipice of a culture divide here. <laughs> yeah, and, maybe. and actually American listeners are listening to this thinking, oh my God, I've never, I don't even know what one looks like. <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to draw one. Well, I feel um, like I, I feel like I always talk about porn these days. Mm, I was thinking about porn. Nearly most... always circumcised. Well, Oh, maybe we're watching. Do you different, think? Maybe we're watching different porn then. <laughs> um, oh, maybe because maybe I'm watching a lot of American porn, perhaps. No, but I've been watching American porn, and a lot of them are uncircumcised. Huh. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Either but way, yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte's response is ridiculous. That yeah. she she will only continue to date him when he promises to have um, a circumcision. And do you know what? When Mike tells Charlotte, "I need to go out and kind of." spread my wild seed and show off my new cock. I'm like, good for fucking you. Yeah, because Charlotte nice. was Charlotte was being absolutely unreasonable. So she has it coming. He's also got one a five, whisk. He's got a five whisk, yeah. He's got a five <laughs> whisk paint, patenting system, much like our five scrunchies. Yeah, um, I, I think Charlotte gets one whisk. This episode mm. gets one whisk. Oh, it really does. <laughs> okay, let's deal with the least bizarre plotline, which was Stephen Miranda, which is a welcome port of sanity which is something that i can get on board with yeah their, their clashing schedules feels real and yeah. i can sympathize with that 
And a lot of couples have this problem. Yep. It was my, my first ever serious boyfriend. Um, shall I say his name? Guy called Martin. If you're listening, <laughs> I would be very surprised. Hello. Guy called Martin when I was in my 20s. He was he managed a venue, basically a nightclub. Yeah. I, was, I was a primary school teacher at the time. So our schedules were really mismatched. And it was wow. really, really difficult because, you know, I would need to be up at half six to get to school. Sometimes he wouldn't finish work and get back till three. So mm. it was really, really hard. And so my heart fully goes out to Steve and Miranda in this one. Yeah, I was actually thinking just, just before lockdown, I was in between... Uh, jobs and in the in the interim of a couple of months decided to do a few shifts at the nice little pub around the corner Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah just for that very short time until it shut down got a bit of a taste of that with me and Chris as well because he was nine to five and then I would start work at 6 p.m yeah so yeah how do you feel about morning sex Dylan (laughs) oh yeah I was wondering about this I was actually going to ask you this Mm, I do not like I've never liked morning sex um because yeah. this is way it's quite practical when i wake up i'm starving i want my breakfast. <laughs> i really i really do want my breakfast and also i'm a grotty horrible bad mood kind of person i like to get out of bed have my breakfast stare at the telly and take in the morning news then once i've been up for an hour i'm open to suggestion but I once dated a guy who I won't name, who literally was like, he would wake up, roll over and want sex. Oh yeah, it's very common with that. It's very common. Go away. I don't, um, I don't know. Like, I don't particularly, I don't especially go for it. Um, yeah, no, I'm not particularly keen on it either. Also because you feel, you don't feel sexy in the, I don't feel sexy in the morning. Neither do I. I look like something that's been dropped off the side of a hedge. <laughs> um, yeah, like having brushed your teeth. Just unacceptable. It's just not the one. And actually, the older I get, the less down for it I am. Um, <laughs> just, I just want a little croissant. Croissant and a cup of black coffee. Oh, no, I like a latte first. A latte. Yeah, I'm fancy. Um, She's fancy. So the biggest, the biggest travesty, I think, of Samantha's drag queen... Can't really call it a storyline because it's no, you know it's one what, scene. Yeah, the biggest travesty is they call out the drag queen calls out number sixty nine at drag queen queen bingo and no one even laughs or says anything. Like <laughs> if if they had if the show runners had been to drag queen bingo they would know that when the number sixty nine calls out the room goes wild. <laughs> exactly. Not to mention the bad drag. Brad Brad what's his face um, Ooh, was yeah. just a bad drag queen. Yeah. Um, Jack, Jackie Jackie B was the bingo caller so oh. a, leg- a legendary new york drag queen i knew she was someone but i couldn't quite place her mm-hmm. yeah jackie b if you know probably one down from rupaul the next tier of american drag queens is jackie b and yeah. lady bunny yeah and probably for very sensible and wise reasons, Jackie Beat has stayed away from reality television. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this scene, so I can't remember. Yeah, we've already said this. Samantha meets an ex, well, not an ex, but someone she used to date, um, who is now a Samantha drag queen. I feel like this was maybe just like, and this is kind of nice in a way, if this is the case, a shout out to the show's gay fans. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, like it was fine. It wasn't offensive, really, no. I don't think. no. Um, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, Ka- Carrie's slightly snide. 
the kids have two Two, mommies can get fucked. I I think that the 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 resolution at the end carries resolution, which is you you maybe can't change a man, but every once in every blue moon you can change a woman. Was a bit of a cop out. Um, (laughs) I think there could have potentially been a conversation there about compromise, which is I I don't know if people change, but I think they do compromise. Yeah. But then I also think again it doesn't really go there because of course we can see before our eyes that Miranda does change. And presumably Steve Steve changes as well. And we we certainly know Mr. Big is gonna change because well, look where they end up. So I think people can certainly change and grow together. So to answer Kerry's question, can you change a man? I think yes. But no, I'm gonna change that. <laughs> can you change a man? I don't think that's a good idea. Can men change? Yes. Um, why, why would you want to? It's like, we've done this once already with that guy. Can you remember when Samantha fixed up the turtle? Or yeah, I actually I actually thought of that, yeah. We've done this. You know, we, you know, you can take a man off the street and you can change his hair and clothes and you can pick at him about smoking or looking at women. But mm. why would you want to? What yeah. a strain on your time. Yeah, like, life's too short. Yeah, what a fucking burden for someone. Just get one who's ready-made. Yeah. You don't need a fixer-upper. Oh, well, as much as we hated that episode, it was actually quite cathartic. I think I needed to get some anger and frustration out. So it was actually... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Quite... Like I said, I think it's the first one in. I think it's that'll be like episode twenty-one of the ones we've watched now. It's the first one that I've probably thought this is a bit shit. Speaking of um, episodes we've already watched, I wanted to read out a quick note that we got on Instagram, mm, which is really I love interesting. This. Yeah, so it's what was the episode with the silhouette of Leonardo DiCaprio? It four, was, wi- four women in a funeral. Four women in a funeral. So when Samantha gets cancelled in New York High Society and is saved by Leonardo DiCaprio, and we said the silhouette's really bizarre, we got an Instagram message from one of our listeners, Leaf Lola, she's called, uh, or they're called, and they said, I'm listening to your episode of So I Got to Thinking where you talk about the silhouette of Leonardo DiCaprio. I watched that episode for the first time with French dubbing, and in that, the original silhouette was not Leonardo DiCaprio, but John F. Kennedy Jr. The episode aired on July 4th, 1999. On July 16th, Kennedy died in a plane crash, hence why they must have changed the name for the DVD release. Um, and she, they gave links um, to references from AmericanMadness.com and EW.com. It's true, and that so that explains everything. Isn't that amazing? What an, yeah. what a great bit of trivia! I am obsessed <laughs> with that. Thank you so much. We love it when you get in touch because yeah. sometimes Dylan and I. I think. Do you know what? If it was just us rewatching Sex in the City, we would carry on doing this. But it's <laughs> it's lovely to know that other people are enjoying the podcast as well. It gives Absolutely. us a reason to keep going. Yeah. So message. Yeah. Message on Instagram. Message on Twitter. We love um, it. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be getting back together for season two, episode 10. And I'm, I'm sorry, I have to say the title, The Cast System. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know, Dylan, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, and we were saying that season two is amazing. Like, how <laughs> oh, did we have a rough awakening? <laughs> well, actually, you, you say that we're about to get into... Because this is why we wanted to do this. We did want to find out how well the series had aged, how problematic yeah. it is, how problematic it is now. Yeah. Uh, and also we wanted to 
to go into the feminist credentials. And, and I think next week, obviously, we, we're going to be talking about class and a class analysis of Sex and the City. <laughs> I am very, very here for it because it, it yeah. only gets worse as well. I mean, look at fucking the second film, which I'm sure we will talk about next week as well. Oh, my God. We will catch you then. Until then, again, we hope you're doing A-OK wherever you are. And who knows, by the time this episode goes out, maybe things will be easing up a bit. Yeah, hopefully. Until then, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at S-I-G-T-T Podcast. I'm Juno Dawson. I'm Dylan B. Jones. And don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.